0: Addiction is not always a bad thing. It's how we tap in and use that addictive personality that's a bad thing. So if you're struggling with addiction, realize that that could become your superpower to growth if you just make that shift. John. John what's going
1: on brother how you doing doing amazing man how are you i'm good i'm really good look at you man
0: you got a high microphone there going i love it hey man i do my best it's i right? know right <laughs>
1: <laughs> i got um uh, we, we just built out a whole broadcast studio man i mean it, 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 just uh for yesterday because i launched my coaching program to other it and cybersecurity companies just yesterday That's it was fantastic awesome. yeah it was really exciting man a lot of hard work just kind of came into into fruition and it, but I mean, here I am using like a blue Yeti, you know. So I feel like I went back to the ghetto, and yesterday I was all rigged up, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm telling you though, it, it, it's funny because I had a, a Yeti for so long, and yeah, just a yeah. little bit of a difference, you know I mean? Make actually goes a long way, but the background, everything looks looks good, man. Looks oh, thanks,
1: awesome. man. Thanks. Yeah, this was like a quick because we were all set up for production. I'm like, guys, I got to do the normal stuff now, I got to do the <laughs> podcast, you know, downgrade. Yeah, exactly. So this is like, okay, five minutes, let's rig it up in old school way just to get it. <laughs> but
0: at hey, least it looks than, good, right? <laughs> better than some, man. I was interviewed on a show yesterday, and it was uh, it was via phone.
1: Oh, yeah, wow. Like, wow. I like, yeah,
0: look, at least he's getting it done, right? So, yeah, oh, for sure. That's, that, that's awesome. But I'm a, you know, I'm a gear a junkie, different. man.
1: I'm usually using like Sure SM7Bs, and yesterday when we did the thing, I mean, it was like, I mean, complete like in-ear, you know, wireless in-ear stuff to hear talk back from the production. I mean, it just hardcore real deal you know legit yeah. and then today it's like well we're back to real world i guess
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah you got a little taste for a little bit you got it i know
1: right <laughs> dude I, I love that though you know it's uh well, we should just start man because i feel like we're gonna have some good conversation regardless this is part of it you know yeah absolutely so we're just, man we're just gonna roll right in i love this too cool. because pre-show becomes show welcome to all i'm with rick jordan I am your host Rick Jordan the all in CEO and I've got John it's Marone right no Marone You got it brother I mean yes. if, if you
0: want to be really tiny say Marone but you got it all the time yeah, yeah, and you yeah. got to put
1: your fingers out yeah yeah <laughs> Oh man I love it I was just noticing too man we got like the
0: same hair going on We do you know we we you know I don't know it's uh, like a pompadour you know, kind of thing yeah Pompadour yeah that's yeah. that's what it is man with, with the hard line that's you it. Got, yeah,
1: right on. Yep, <laughs> right there. Oh, wrong side. I'm looking at myself yeah. on camera. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Well, no, okay. I'm gonna dive into some squirrels right away, dude. I don't know if you've listened to any of my shows yeah. yet, but I, dude, I chase squirrels because it's, it's what makes the conversation. So, when did you shift over to that? You know, to the hard line. I'm curious on this.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So, if you look at my old pictures, I used to shave my head, and there's a few reasons why. Yeah. One is I didn't have enough money to get a haircut. Um, and so it was just easier to shave the head. And then, and secondly, I just didn't, you know, I, I felt like I, I lost myself in a style. I didn't know what my style was and cause I didn't yeah, know who yeah. I was. So I got, man, a pompadour started probably about six years ago. I really started well going after it and, and realizing, you know, my hair is my brand. And it's funny. I was talking to uh, Damon John, <laughs> yeah. um, and he, he came up to me and we we're talking and, and he goes, he, he was talking about branding at a 10 X conference. And so we we're chatting yeah. And uh, he goes, bro, your hair is amazing for your brand. So I'm like, now I can't get rid of it, right? I got to keep it on point. And uh, when we had, you know, quarantine for so long, I was like ashamed. I had to wear my backwards hat all the time, but it's back, baby.
1: It's I bad. feel you, man, I feel you see what what happens on my sides is you know because I'm forty right, and I've got the the salt and pepper a little bit in the beard, which like tells me tells everybody I, i've I've done some stuff, I've seen some things you know, so that's cool, but what I don't like, man, is on the sides because if I don't keep it keep the fade going on the side, then the gray starts to show on the side I feel and, you. But dude, you're talking, your hair is your brand. I, I met with, uh, he's a dude who runs a mastermind. I'm, I'm a part of called board of advisors. And I had dinner with him a couple weeks ago. I flew to meet him for dinner for another business deal. And he comes in and he's like, dude, I knew I was at the wrong restaurant because I didn't see the hair. <laughs> that's, he went to the wrong, that's awesome. I know man. And it's a, I mean, we're chasing stuff. I, I love how you say, you know, you were broke because I'm comparing that now to, you know, you couldn't get a haircut when you were broke too. I get that. I used to go to supercuts, you know, or whatever, or, you know, you know just I mean we're talking a few years back now but it's just yeah. what it was and then also a few years ago I've also had two hair transplants man yeah you because know, it's good. it's thank you thank you it's a it's really cool because it's like an artistry thing and I have no issues talking about them because it wasn't investments into myself and into my brand because yes. staring at the mirror it's like you know if if I don't see me how I want to see me you know and I, I think there's probably a a a grayish line to where you might cross over and maybe do too many things to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I I think back to when I was eighty pounds heavier. you know, and I, I mean, here you I'll know, stand up too, cause I can still grab like the tiniest little bit on my stomach, you know, and thinking like, I might never have a six pack. And then a doctor was like, you know, you should just get lipo, man. He's like, we could just shape you up real nice. Like, and I'm thinking, (laughs) I I don't, I don't know if I want to do that because I feel like I've worked this hard, you know, and for me, I think that line that, that grayish line of crossing over into too much is probably different for everybody. Yeah, Because yeah. liposuction for me, that's something that I don't want to do. That, that's like, I, I think I can still put more effort in. I can still put more work in if I choose to and go after that. But then there's the other side. It's like, well, carbs are life.
0: <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> they are.
1: I, I like desserts. <laughs> you yep. know? It's what it is.
0: <laughs> I think what it comes down to, brother, is like, hey, look, if, you're, if you truly have built that internal happiness and that true love yeah, for yourself, yeah. um, and you're doing it just because, hey, you know what, it's just what you want to do. Um, then, then do whatever it is that you need to do. But when people are trying to fulfill that, that need of love for themselves by doing all these different things, cosmetically to themselves, that's why you see people that are like super artificially done, right? Like, Oh my God. Yeah. they, 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 their face doesn't move no matter what happens and their entire body is like all plastic and. the issue is that they never solved the true issue and it wasn't their face it wasn't their boobs it wasn't their stomach the true issue was internally um so i i always tell people look if you got you going inside like perfect you love yourself uh but you just want to get these things done just to maybe boost the confidence a little bit then right on do it right on
1: dude you know i even see as your arms go up i see a tattoo on your arm you know and it's almost like what i did with my hair i see in the same exact principle as a tattoo You know, or, or if someone has, I mean, you talked about boobs. I I mean, I'm not even thinking like enlargement, but even like a reduction. Some, Mm -hmm. some women think they're just too big and it would make them feel more comfortable. Then it gets in the physicality about it. I I don't know who I had this conversation with, but it was, I think it was a previous guest and they had theirs reduced because they started having issues with the silicone and an allergy to that, you know, and it started causing like this autoimmune response. But the reason why she did it originally was because she didn't want to have back problems when she was older. I mean, yep. that's like a thing. And I can't even imagine as a dude, right, carrying that extra weight that like uh, always hunches you forward. You know, I, I respect women a lot for everything they go through with kids and, and everything else, man. You know, but, I mean, what do we have to do? We just have to kind of show up most of the time, dude. No, <laughs> well, we, we
0: are, and, and none of that, man. We just, we are, are not uh, the, the toughest people that we think we are. We, we are not I going know. through that, that whole entire process. Yep. Brad Lee was talking about it, and he's like, you know, God is real, He made women. Yeah. Like, right he, he made women. That's how, you know, God is real. Like <laughs> men cannot do what women
1: do to, to so many different levels. And he's right, man. Right on, man. I hope there's women even listening to us right now. <laughs> just, then, one. Just, yeah, yeah, us just one. Just one. That would make me feel good because I mean, it, it, there's some, there's some men that like, I, I think us, you and I would fall into a category of real men because and Brad too, I know Brad is a good friend and just fall into that line of where we really, really do respect women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and appreciate <laughs> yeah. everything that they bring to the table and everything that they do to lift us up. Yeah, and I, I can't do what I do without other women in my life. You know, and I, my wife is amazing wife, amazing mom. You know, I have women that work for me that also support and lift up. And there's just things, dude. I will never be good at because I'm a man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's not it's not a cop out. It's just different way the brains are wired, man. Yep. You know, and I can try and try and try, but if I dive into the details on things too much. You know, I I mean, it's funny because it's that phrase organized chaos, right? I, if you walk in sometimes in my office, it looks like a freaking bomb blew off. But here's where I shine is I know exactly what's in every single pile. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I remember this being here, Did that move. And like, I don't, how do you keep that organ? So I'm I don't know. I think somebody moved it. I know somebody moved it because I left it in this pile. It was three pages down. It was on the left side of my desk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the, the corner is folded two inches.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> man. But it, I, I, love, I love where the conversation's going, man, because we, we started diving into, you know, and, and it's a good segue into you which I want to hear a lot about you, man, because I read your bio, obviously your history due to follow you. You're, you're very, very admirable. And when we were talking even about changing your physical appearance, even that can become an addiction Absolutely. for some, you know, and I know that's something that you've, you've had exist in your life. And man, would you be able to talk about that a bit? Because I think that's a
0: powerful story. Absolutely, man. And and so here's the thing about addiction. We're all addicted to something. Yeah. Right. And And so, Everybody has this addictive personality. Some it's heightened, you know, in their personalities and other. But everybody's an addict to something. And so when you listen to this right now, you're like, no, man, I'm not an addict. How many times do you check your Facebook a day, right? You become addicted yeah, to it. Yeah. How many times do you, you know, do you say, oh, I got to clear my schedule. That show's on on Wednesdays. I got to watch it. You're addicted to yep. the show, yep. right? And then there's obviously the deeper addictions of drugs, sex, alcohol, all these things. And so growing up, I got into – basically being addicted to first it wasn't even just drugs it was just kind of making bad decisions that then led to the addiction of drugs and then I was addicted to drama yeah I was addicted to I was addicted to, to gossiping and this addiction personality took over in all these negative ways and I used to say you know I used to be an addict used to be an addict and I remember speaking on stages and I used to have so many people come up to me and this somber emotional conversation of man you know, I'm an addict or, Hey, my brother's an addict. I get it. Hey, you know, this person's an addict. And it was just this like weird, somber feeling. And and what I realized is that, man, we're all addicts, right? So why are you being like having this somber negative emotion and and be like, let's think about this. If that addiction made me do whatever the hell it takes to get it, how can I transfer that addiction into something that can empower me? Something that's going to benefit me? Yep. I mean, look, when I used to do coke, right? When I, used to, when I used to fight, when I used to do all these things, like, believe you me that I would find a way to make it happen. Yeah, right. Really. I used, to, I, I used to, to, you know, buy drugs and smoke cigarettes, right? Buy drugs yeah. and smoke cigarettes. But yet I was broke. Like, I was, like how does that happen? It's because yeah. people with, that, that really tap into their addictive personalities are, be, are becoming the most resourceful people. So here's what I've done. Right. So I grew up really being an addict to all these different areas. And then I used to kind of put this negative shame on addiction, but it's not. So I've shifted the perspective of addiction and now I'm an addict. I'm addicted to being the best speaker, to being the best coach, to being the best father, to being the best husband. Yeah. Like being present. I'm addicted to every single moment. And now I'm addicted to my habits and I'm addicted to all these things that, here it is Rick, that empowers me and yeah, catapults right me to where I want to go. So addiction is not always a bad thing. It's how we tap in and use that addictive personality that's a bad thing. So if you're struggling with addiction, realize that that could become your superpower to growth if you just make that shift. Dude, that's
1: amazing. Because <laughs> you're, you're describing really being all in. And it yeah. becomes the choice because it, it is. I mean, there's, there's personality traits that I feel that you and I share, you know, and, but at some point in our lives, you know, what you're describing right now, we have focused that energy that, that what others might see as a weakness in us into something that was not a good decision. Yep. into something that sucked us down into something that just produces no value for anybody else, especially for ourselves. And ah. so when you shift that focus, because that, that man, the energy, the drive, the addiction never changes. Ah. It's just what it's put into what it's focused into is the thing that we can make the choice on. Yep. Man, ah. You it's, got me so excited today, dude, because <laughs> I, you're talking and I'm starting to realize things about myself too, you know, because I've looked at am like, you know what, I, I've never been addicted to, you know, a, a, like Coke or a, anything like that, you know, and there's other things to where I've been able to just stop on the dime. I remember maybe this was the experience I had when I, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show before. When I was 16, you know, my dad passed. Everyone knows that. But I started smoking and I smoked for six months, man, because it was just a thing. You know, I was raising my brother and sister. They were five and six years younger than me. I had to get my butt up in the morning, take them to school, you know, make sure they were dressed, their lunches were packed, everything else when my mom worked. Uh, And throughout that, I mean, I remember too, man, that she she thought I was too young to drink coffee. And I've got, I mean, I've got a black espresso right here in my hand right now, you know, because I can just pound these things, dude, because I love the flavor. I've never done it for the caffeine. So when I was 16, I'm like, maybe I could do the caffeine, but I woke up, I'm like, there's a coffee pot. My dad's not around anymore. Nobody's using it. I think I'm going to try it. I try it and it's amazing. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Even the stupid. Now I'm a little bit more picky and a little bit more, more, more posh about my choice of coffee. But back then it was like the, the Hills brothers red can. I don't know if you see that, you know? And like it was a big like, bucket. Exactly. And it was the same one because it was so big and only my dad had it, that it had been in the house for three years or something like that. You know, well I'm just making my coffee in the morning and my mom thought I was too young. Cause she didn't want me to be addicted mm-hmm. to that to anything to caffeine. So dude, she chucked the coffee pot I'm like, well, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't That'll stop work. me because I know exactly. So I'm like, well, I'm 16. And then here's my logical brain. I'm like, well, I'm just going to figure out. I went and bought caffeine pills to try that. You know, that was for that six months. Try. i went in to grab cigarettes. You know, I started smoking. I started grabbing a Mountain Dew in the morning on my way to school, drive myself to, at, like the, the liter, the one liter bottle and just chug that. That was my breakfast. Every morning when I was 16, yeah. and you know, those things didn't stop except for the smoking because I got to be six, uh, six months into that. And one day in the shower, one morning in the shower, this is the part I've never talked about before. One morning in the shower, I, I just, you know, normal thing, you know, guy, especially guys, even when you're 16, whatever, you hock up crap. You know, it's just that we clear our throats, especially whatever when it is. are smoking cigarettes. Yes, right on. <laughs> so I do that in the shower, dude, and the phlegm comes out. It, it is just midnight black. Mm. just sitting there, this phlegm. And what was weird about it, man, because I see it in my head right now too. I can still visually see this image, even with water coming down, it's like it didn't break it up and it just sat there, you know, just wanting me to stare at it and see what was going on inside my body. Mm. I'm so grateful for that experience because it was like right there in my face. You know, and the only other time, so I was talking about the Mountain Dew and everything else, dude. I've really never talked about this as far as my weight. To look at you, extracting crap out of me. I, here, you're my guest, and here you are, like doing a therapy session for me. You know?
0: this, this is what I love, though, bro. The Vulnerability and trans- and uh, transparency creates transformation, man. So I love dude,
1: it. it. It sure does. So I'll, I'll go with this, and then uh, we'll get back to you because I want to hear a lot more about my, <laughs> but that whole Mountain Dew and that that pattern and all of that still went through until one day in this part i've talked about until i was in a movie theater but now i'm making that correlation because i had visually when i was 16 that black phlegm in the shower when i was in a movie theater you know when i was like i think it was uh 33 years old something like that so seven eight years ago is when a dude who was drunk in the theater just walks by and says what's up chubby he was the black phlegm that was just staring me right in the face and it's like oh i've never really seen myself in that light before I'm 6'1", I'm 280 pounds, and I'm not a Dwayne Johnson 280 pounds. You know, I'm more like a John Candy 280 (laughs) pounds. (laughs) But that's what it was. And I don't know, man, because, you know, you had everything else. But that that to me was like a focus and a a shifting of focus into something that, was more positive to use my energy and my addictive personality into you know what was that moment for you did you have a moment like that you know or maybe multiple moments
0: yeah and i love that you asked and first off thank you for the vulnerability right because it's also contagious and, and, yeah, and so like when i open up about my story subconsciously you open up about yours and hopefully yeah. the people that are listening start opening up more about theirs because when we come face to face with uh, our past and the things that that really have been holding us back and we're vulnerable about it the, the greatest part about that vulnerability is it allows us the biggest opportunity to grow yeah. right and, and yeah. that's kind of uh, a big opportunity that I want to talk about how, how I kind of made some shifts and I was talking to a client today about it and he's like man would you make the shift and, and I and I kind of say it's a there's a bunch of little moments right yeah, and man. a bunch of different shifts. And guess what, Rick? There's going to be more shifts throughout my life and a bunch of more moments. and and Thank God. Wouldn't it suck if you don't have those? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and here's the thing. I didn't have them for 20 plus years, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was just sitting there in a self-destruction mode. So some of the biggest things that really changed my life, um, you know, it wasn't sleeping in my car wasn't living in a tent as a kid it wasn't uh couch hopping it yeah. wasn't even sitting in a jail cell for months or sitting in house arrest right and it wasn't any of those things um it was actually during hurricane sandy i lived in new jersey and you know we my, my now wife and i we just really we, you know, we, we really struggled, right? I mean, bringing uh, uh, shoeboxes full of, of yeah. coins to to go ahead and do our laundry. And we lived in a five square, 500 square foot apartment, but we finally got this house. We rented it because uh, I was running the sales and marketing firm. I was doing a little bit better financially, yeah. not mentally. Um, and so it was October 28th, I think it was uh, 2012. And Hurricane Sandy paid the Jersey Shore a visit. And I remember it clear as day. And you talked about the visualization of the the phlegm, right? Or that guy. Yeah. Well, I could remember sitting in my, uh, not my living room, but in my bedroom. And I could see the living room. And I remember seeing the water go across the hardwood floor. Oh, man. And I saw this trickle and I looked. I'm like, what? I don't understand what happened. It's not even raining outside. Was I got up and I walked through the, the little bit of puddles. I opened up the door and There was another memory I'll never forget, which is four feet of roaring rapids in our streets with boats flips upside down and, and, uh, you know, jet skis and pieces of dock that are slammed into our house. And then another thing that I'll never forget is just seeing the foundation crack and then all the water just start funneling in, funneling in. And in that moment, I was still very selfish and stubborn. Look, I'm from Jersey. I'm Italian. Those are two ingredients for one stubborn, selfish person. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I still had that. And so I, I put all the furniture up instead of getting myself to safety, but got myself up to safety with my family. And we lived in a one story, right? So we're in the attic. And we had a ladder attic, uh, the ladder down of the attic. And we remember sitting there and I remember seeing my family shivering, but I remember seeing the water rise, rung by rung. I remember hearing the thump, thump of the tree about to come through the roof and the water's rising and the thumping and this compression is happening. And I looked back at my now wife and I just thought to myself, I did this. Like it has nothing to do with the hurricane. I, I did this. We had the opportunity to leave, but I was too selfish, too stubborn. I, I put ourselves in this situation. Yeah. I promise if I get out of this – I'm going to make an impact on my legacy. I'm going to change the last name of Marone and I'm going to create something. I'm going to make an impact for this family, which is weird for me, Rick, because I've never utilized the word impact in that context. Man, I was so income driven. And I said, if I get out of this, I will live impact first, income second. And water recedes. We get rescued by a front loader. Whole crazy story about that. But so that was a shift. But the biggest one, was what happened right afterwards and that was I was sitting there in the shelter with girl fuzzy pajama pants on because that's all I had everything else got ruined in, in the storm with a pair of cleats as my only shoes oh, and I don't even know what shirt I had on so mind you John Morone sitting in a shelter with cleats on yeah white fuzzy snowflake pajama pants on and this is when it happened I said, I'm gonna, I I said I was gonna change. I said I was gonna make a difference. I said I was gonna create impact. I just don't know how. Yeah. And it was there. It was there when I dropped my ego and I finally admitted, I don't know what I don't know, that allowed me the biggest opportunity to grow. And from there, that's where I just spent the last decade of my life just digesting and investigating the best minds in the world in every area of life and how I can implement it into my own life. And then now I'm able to, gratefully enough, give back to many others, whether it's through my coaching clients or through it's on stage or my power progression podcast. But that's really the, the big aha moment. Um, and realizing that man, we get one shot at life, right? Think yeah. about this, Rick, yeah. as we're taking our current breath, somebody's yeah. taking their last And that person that's taking their last is sitting there wishing they just had one more moment with their loved one. They wish they just went for it all and risked some things to go ahead and bet on themselves. They're wishing they went ahead and took advantage of it. I don't want to be that person. Yeah, right on. And by me not being that person, I'm going to show my three-year-old daughter the right way to live. I'm going to give her the opportunity to see what it's like to truly create the ultimate version of you and be better today than you were yesterday. And that's what it's all about, man.
1: Dude, that's... I mean, we could just stop right there. I don't want to because that's incredible, <laughs> man. For real. We're not going to stop because we need to dive some more. Into, there's a lot of things you said, man, but I I was just thinking as as everything you were saying, it's like I keep getting more emotionally sucked in to everything that you're saying. And I, I know it's similar you know, in a lot of realms, but there, there's been very... I mean, there's some shows that they're like above others, you know, when we do these things and some sort of conversations and anyone that's listening, because I mean, right now I'm very solemn, which is weird for me, Mm -hmm. you know, after, after listening to what you have, because man, it's so impactful. And as I look back at, at my life, it's like, there's one consistency, right? And when I've excelled is when I've put everybody else in front of me. When I've grown the most is when I've been most concerned about everyone else's growth around me. When I've leveled up 10 notches, it's because I've helped 10 other people level up one notch. Yep. And I, that's the drive that keeps me moving. You're going to get me all emotional too, man. What the hell <laughs> what, <laughs> that's
0: What's good happening, today, man? <laughs> that's, it. that's where, that's, that's where breakthroughs happen, man. Least expected
1: this drive that you and I share, because it's, uh, I know that what's, you know, whether you call it karma, no matter what, what anybody phrases it as, it's a reciprocating world. You know, And I'm thinking even with the, the coaching program that I launched yesterday, you know, I'm so pumped about this man, because already, and I knew this would come, that people are asking for refunds the second day, you know, and we haven't even started, you know, the first call is next week, but they made a choice yesterday and then they're backing out. You know, so it's uh, some of my team, cause uh, dude, I in the pastor world. Uh, I've seen this over and over again is where it's like people make a decision to shift their life. I'm sure it's the same in a therapy world. People will make a decision one day to shift their life and then back out of it the very next day. But that to me means that they never really made the decision in the first place. It's like, you know, sticking your feet in the water rather than jumping completely in the pool, you know? And I wish dude, I wish because it, it pains me. It breaks my heart because I wish that I had the ability to walk around that pool and just shove people in, yeah. you know, right into the deep end, you know, and occasionally that does happen. So where there's someone in front of me, then it's like, you know what, I'm just going to pick you up and we're just, I'm just going to carry you for the next 10 miles. And then I know things, and sometimes it happens, but that's not the same. That's not really how it is. for everyone else because there's that decision point and the part that I don't think anyone sees of you and I is really what we're talking about right now where it we see somebody that has so much potential And that we want to help so badly and we just cannot get them to that point of complete life-changing decision that lasts because they decided to go all in. They decided to put impact first instead of income and understand that when you decide to get out of your own self and look around you, everything else you have an impact on. That is literally changing your environment by changing the lives of people around you and you're going to be lifted up in the same process.
0: That's it, man. You know, I, I love that you said that. And, and what I think about, I was, I was asked this question actually by my mom. The first time she ever saw me speak was this past October. Um, and I did a Q&A. And of course she stood up and asked the question, yeah. right? And she said, what does legacy mean to you? And in the middle of answering it, I had a breakthrough remember i just told you like breakthroughs come when you least expect it yeah yeah and i had a breakthrough and for me it used to be is when people walk up to my grave and they see that dash what do they think now that's the end legacy But what are we doing every day to create a legacy? And and what I mean is this, if you keep front of mind on what you want people to feel when you leave a room, when you leave a conversation, you will show up in your power. You will show up at your best every moment. Man, when I leave my legacy, I want to leave my legacy every minute of the day, because guess what? I want to be a little selfish. I want to know my legacy was felt while I'm still here on this earth. I don't want to do it when I leave. And so, you're that's absolutely That's the best right. kind
1: of selfish, bro. That is the best kind of selfish. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I get a pass on that, on, on being selfish that way. Yeah, exactly. That's,
1: <laughs> I, I was thinking about, I didn't articulate it, but yesterday I'm thinking, it's like, well, I'm seeing people fulfilled even in this moment, you know, and that's what fulfills me. And if I don't do that, I'm not fulfilled. If I'm not helping somebody else be fulfilled, I'm not fulfilled. So really, when you look at it from like a weird twisted perspective, I'm really just focusing on helping me in some yep. ways you know or Absolutely.
0: it's it that way look but, it starts and ends with you right yeah. and, and, and guys don't get you know what rick is saying twisted like he still focuses on him tremendously because he has to really put himself number one and work yep, on right. his self-improvement work yep. on, on on his internal work in order to help everybody else to yep. his highest capability yes. so he's not saying hey Help everybody and ignore what you need to be doing. You need to be making sure that you're working on you. So when you show up for your wife, you're show up for your husband, you show up for your clients, people that you just seen in Uber. When you show up there, you are showing up the most powerful version of you in that moment. And the only way to do that is to work on yourself on a daily basis and stay committed to those commitments, man.
1: That's it. I love the clarity on that because being selfish for yourself in that regard is not eliminating the needs of others. There's a, there's a very distinct difference because putting, putting your need, it's more like putting your wants above everybody else, you know, and sometimes wants can drive needs and needs can drive wants, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you focus on being the best you, exactly what you're saying, you, I've said this in the past, man, you have to be the best you first before you can be the best you for anybody else. Mm -hmm. absolutely And sometimes the way to do that is to help other people. And that's actually focusing on yourself. Helping other people is really focusing on yourself. Yeah.
0: It gives you a pride, right? I have this battle with a lot of people where it's like pride versus ego. I used to always say, no, I'm just prideful. When I wasn't realizing, no, it was my ego. And so it's okay that you want other people to do well to feed your pride. Don't let it feed your ego. Let it feed your pride. Like be excited that you were a part, you were a speck, even like the littlest speck in somebody's journey to create a better version of them. Because here's the most beautiful thing, Rick it's the ripple effect, right? It's the ripple effect. Like, yeah, I may help you, Rick, let's just say today, but when I help you? I help your clients. I help your family. I help your kids and I help your kids' kids. And it's this beautiful ripple effect that creates this generational effect that you cannot have unless you truly try to help others around you. And John, you can have pride on that.
1: That is some, that is the best possible thing to have to be proud about yes. and coming from the church world that I've done too. And this isn't like a therapy, but there's so much, uh, you know, and it doesn't even matter because I discovered dude that a lot of inside the church and church is great. You know, cause I, I, I am an ordained pastor. I don't minister in the church anymore the way that I did, but when I looked at that, it's like the same as the outside world. It just seems that some emotions are amplified inside the church because everybody expects it to be this perfect place, and it's not the very first moment that a human being walks through the door. It's, it's imperfect now at that yeah. point. But, you know, there's a, there's a sense of false humility that exists in this world, you know, to where... the there's this expectation that you should not have pride. Are you freaking kidding me? You know, there, there's ego, like you said, and then there's pride and there's a distinct difference between the two. Be proud about what you've done for somebody else, because that's going to drive you to do it for the next 100 people. Absolutely. After that, the yeah. purpose drives the ego, man, because if your purpose is twisted, then your ego is going to grow out of control. Mm-hmm. But if your purpose drives the pride and the pride drives the purpose,
0: that's where you're going to have the impact. That's it, man. Absolutely, and, and that's what it's all about, man. I love yeah. that. You know, understand. He's got
1: like bombs dropping on his show all the time. I feel like to do my <laughs> assistant. I know, right? He bought. He bought. I did this the other day. Well, I was in. A, I was on a Zoom call or something. This is another squirrel, which I love. You know, but I was like going. It was just. It wasn't on a show. It was just. I was just going after something. You know, it was like developing a story if I think for a signature talk or something. And he just walks and hands me a microphone just to drop.
0: <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Here, that's I actually have some for you. Hold on. Wait. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna ring it but i have a huge cowbell cowbell? yes so i won't ring it because if people have airpods on listen to this oh my god yeah it's it's gonna blow there for making them uh lose their hearing but yeah i got i got the cowbell right there
1: yep so of course you've seen snl with will ferrell Mm -hmm. i'm sure (laughs) more cowbell baby
0: more cowbell
1: Dude, there's an Imagine Dragons song. I can't remember what it is, but, oh, no, it's Chainsmokers. That's it, you know? And at the yeah. very end, it's just four hits on the cowbell that end the song, not used anywhere else, but, like, I know what you're doing there. I yep. see what you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I see it. I see it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Dude, what else do you want to talk about? I mean, I've got your sheet in front of me, but I think we – oh, my God. I think we could go on and on, man. And I want to yeah. do uh, – I mean, this is on the show, but – I. I feel like we've been like this distant separation for a while because we have the same network, you know, yeah. and you and I just never connected until it was like a DM. Exactly. And it's like, Oh my gosh, dude, I love it. I don't even remember who initiated it, but it was just, it was fantastic, man. And it was like just a, I feel like you're almost my brother in some ways.
0: Well, you know what? I, that's, I, I will take it. I, I will take it, man. And you know, anybody listening, you have to realize something like, you know, you're as corny and cliche as this, but your vibe does attract your tribe, it right? And, yeah. and and yeah. so well, you have to show up at your best in order to attract the best, yep. right? Like, like attracts like, um, yeah. and, and manifesting things, right? Like, so I, I truly manifest these relationships yeah. that are value adding relationships that propel each other into a whole nother realm of who we could possibly be. And, and, um, yeah, so when, when you're thinking about who do you want to become yeah, um, and who yeah. do you want to attract personally, then you need to become that person. One thing I do want to talk about because yeah. I, I, it's something that's been on my heart cool. the last about 48 hours, but it's something that always kind of rings true is this, is I think people are experts at pretending, right? Andy Prasella kind of yeah. told me that. People are experts at pretending. But here's the problem, and I see this with whether it's coaching clients or just in general. Yeah. People try to show up in the light and shine without doing the work in the dark, right? What I mean by that is, look, when you're sitting there right now, everybody listening, if you are not showing up in the dark and keeping the promises that you made to yourself, then you are doing it wrong. If you are not showing up in the dark and keeping those promises, you are not going to be able to shine the brightest in the light because those who keep themselves promises and truly – Truly put the work in in the dark, shine the brightest when it's light. And what do I mean by that? I mean, when you're sitting there and nobody's watching, Yeah. what are you yeah. doing? Nobody's there to hold you accountable. There's no eyes on you. Are you truly sticking to your self-promises? Are you not eating that donut? Are you doing the extra mile? Are you making the extra phone calls? Or are you saying nobody's watching, it's okay if I slack? Because I guarantee you somebody's watching. And that person, that thing that's watching is your subconscious mind. We are training our mind on a daily basis every single minute. So you think nobody's watching? The most powerful thing that you have is watching. And so you're training your mind to not raise your standards. You're training your mind to create excuses and give in to them. You are training your mind, your subconscious mind, the, the, the things that are truly gonna take you away from what you want. Now, when you put the work in in the dark, when you put the work in when nobody's watching, when you show up in the light, you show up in your highest power, you show up in your highest standard, and then when the right people are watching, when when the right opportunity shows up, when the people you love and the people you lead are there, you show up at your best and therefore, you can go ahead and help that ripple effect I was talking about before. Yeah, brother. everybody listening yeah. like please show up in the dark and do the work in the dark so you yeah. could shine the brightest in the light stop just thinking you could just come out and show face and then when nobody's watching you could be a different way right it's raise it, your but, standards and yeah, raise your results
1: john that's like the light switch right you know that the people have to where you're on and i remember uh, <laughs> my brain always goes to something humorous too. Cause uh, you know, the office is one of the, one of my favorite shows ever is like a lot of people. Yep. And I remember, Oh, sorry, this is parks and rec. And there's a Senator that's running a campaign. And when he gets in front of the camera, man, that light switch flips on but then they show him sitting, just staring off in a nothing list, like some <laughs> kind of automaton when he's not on the camera, you know, and just having like the same three canned responses. Like, Hey man, I appreciate you. Or like, time to get to work, you know, and that's uh, (laughs) the only three (laughs) responses he had. But when he was out of camera, he became this amazing politician, right? This amazing orator, And I know that's exactly what you're talking about. Cause I mean, I'm looking at, and this is so different from saying, don't rest. You know, it's completely different (laughs) because last night, man, I slept nine hours, you know, which I never, never do because my body, because I, I, I work out, I'm fit. I, I eat right most of the time. I do have that donut every now and then. Hey, look, you know you what? Know, well, you're allowed to
0: have a donut. Yep. A,
1: carbs are life. You know, Depends on what <laughs> kind of donut. Yes. <laughs> all the gluten, you know. All, all, all the glutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right on. Normally, it's like six to six and a half hours for me, and that's, that's yeah. my cycle. You know, the past couple nights, though, getting ready for this launch, it's like up till 2 a.m. in the morning, you know, four hours of sleep. And last night was like a, a moment to breathe and saying, you know what, this was accomplished, it's okay to celebrate, which is something I've had to learn over time too, is actually stopping in the moment, just for a bit. Because my brain was always, you know, with with our addictive personalities, man, my brain is always, cool, that was great, what's the next thing? How do we keep pushing it? You know, versus, and this is so important for team around you, man, because you have other people around that are like waiting for you to say, we did a good job. Not even, yeah. like, not even like telling them individually that they did a good job, but because they want to feel like it was part of a team and everybody pushed this thing forward to completion to just stop in that moment and say, everyone, guys, women, we crushed it today. Yes. Let's stop just for now, for an hour. Everybody, wipe your schedule tonight, get that nine hours of sleep because even that's celebrating. you like, we crushed it. We need to recognize that rather than just pushing through and be like, okay, let's get that next email sent out. Let's set up that next marketing automation because we just signed up a bunch of people for this whole thing. Let's keep going. It's like, let's stop for just a moment and recognize what was accomplished. Yeah. That way yeah, that, we can push forward to everything
0: else. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. I'm not saying don't rest. I'm saying, look, if you uh, said no. that you, you were going to do this or do that, you better do this or do that when nobody's watching. Yeah. Like, don't do it because you have eyes on you. It's like this, right? Like, and I've been victim to this where I'd be working out by myself. You know, this is many years ago. I've probably been working out by myself and I said I was gonna do, let's just say, uh, you know, ten, right? <laughs> I'm gonna do ten reps. Yep. Uh, I get to eight, I'm tired. I'm like, I'll put that down. But you know, if my if, if my boy's sitting there and he's standing over me and I said we're gonna do ten, you I'm got do the eyes on you. Yeah. Two out, right? Why? <laughs> but all of a sudden he goes get a drink of water and I'm like, Oh yeah, I did ten, but I really did eight. And that's And I had to stop doing that because it's a compound effect of giving in to those excuses Um, and talk about celebrating wins. There's a reason why there's a science behind why you need to celebrate your wins. We are emotionally driven creatures. Yeah. So what I mean is that if we're emotionally driven creatures and you celebrate your win, you will draw an emotion. You will draw this visualization of how it felt, what it was. And so when you go up against another goal, and you have all this resistance and everything. You could tap into that celebration. You could tap into what emotion it brought you. And so celebrate your wins as a, as a unit, as a family, as an yeah. individual. Like that is so needed because otherwise, like what are you doing? You're just going to go? Like hit a goal, hit a goal, hit a, Like yeah. no, man, it, yeah. it, it, if you get to a certain uh, a checkpoint, celebrate yep. it. Celebrate right. it. You deserve it. You put the work in.
1: You got it. And that's the refocus of those addictions too, because what really are you focused on and addicted to? Is it the addiction of the drive or is it the addiction of the destination Yeah. or the stop off points? You know what, whatever it is, those milestones that you hit, you know, I think the, the addiction to the drive can be something that's toxic versus getting to the place and being like, it was accomplished. I got here. That's cool. Now let's plan the next trip. Let's plan out what the next destination point is. Yeah. I, oh, I, uh, I don't know where to go, man, from
0: here. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll kind of go off of that because yeah. you talk about the the, the destination, right? And I, I, I want people to recognize that they need to be committed to the destination, but not the plan. Yeah, yeah. Be committed to the vision and the mission, but not the plan. Can it change? For sure, but. If you get committed to the plan, as soon as that plan goes south, that's all of a sudden, oh, now it's not going to work. No, 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 no. If you're an entrepreneur out there or you're just a human out there, like <laughs> you need to realize that success happens outside of a perfect plan. Yeah. So oh, yeah. set the plan and go, but if you need to pivot, you need to, to truly be able to do that and, and be committed to the destination and, and not the actual plan itself because- Here's, here's something about success and, and making a lot of money. You know a lot of people. I know a lot of people that made millions. Yep. Everybody listening knows people that made millions. You go and look at all the people that won the lottery. Why is it that everybody, most people that won the lottery, or we know a lot of people that made a lot of money, lost it all? Dude,
1: they haven't been through the fire. You know, it's a, yeah. That's it. Yeah.
0: They haven't been through the fire. But here's what the beautiful thing about the fire the fire is necessary to create the person that's needed to sustain the success that you're trying right. to accomplish. So when he talks about the fire, he's talking about the struggles, he's talking about the adversity, he's talking about the doubt, all these things, the haters, everything, the people who, who get to a certain level and didn't become the person they needed to become yep, to sustain yeah. that will drop the ball. There will be money loss. There'll be relationships loss. So if you're trying to get this instant gratification, realize that's going to cause long-term regret, yep. right? So I want you to be obsessed with delayed gratification, be obsessed yeah. with delayed gratification, knowing that it's the process that creates the person that creates the success. You don't want to skip the process, be in love with the process, not always the destination.
1: Right on brother. If there's 10 steps, you're not going to go from one, two to seven to 10. You brick can't by brick. You're go right back down to zero, you know, below where you were. Yeah. You know, but then there's like the flip side of that to where I'm like, you can speed them up. And, uh, you know, even though you can still go through all the different steps going through the fire, there's hacks to yes. speed those things up. And usually, dude, usually those hacks are actually getting other people around you to help you through those things faster. Driving Absolutely. through yourself is the slowest possible way. Mm-hmm. The absolute slowest. So that fire, you know, if you have other people to take the heat with you, in those moments to help get you through that now you just became stronger together and you're going to blaze through those blaze <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that <laughs> <I can't. Got laughs> this, it would have been it would have been really good if I didn't catch myself and call myself out on saying something <laughs> I didn't mean to say you know that was powerful
0: right? <laughs> uh, that's <all> <laughs> numbers you ever hear sure. yourself
1: you're like man like in that moment it's like oh that's a really good word to use but then your inner monologue becomes no longer just inner and you actually yeah. say
0: what you, what you yep, you're <laughs> having this talk in here and talk out here
1: like exactly <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah man i no skipping steps you gotta you have to go through all of those in order to make it last yeah. in order to make it uh, give yourself longevity and even more so to bring others on that drive on that journey with you
0: yeah And my, my coach told me once i take this in all areas of life uh, i was running like a 10k or whatever and, and yeah. i was like man i'm just tired I'm just I you know, I'm running, I'm like, I'm just tired. I just want to get there already, man. I just want to get yeah. there. I just want to be done. So he said something so simple. He said, You want to get there? I said, Yeah. He goes, run faster. Run fast. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. man. All right. I'll run faster. So now yeah, I think about like in business and everything. It's like to me, run faster is take more action, right?
1: Right on. Yep, you got it. <laughs> or bring people around you to take those actions for you. To, That's it. Yeah, man. Resource.
0: Resourceful, dude. man. Be resourceful.
1: Dude, I'm so pumped. I wish we could go on for like ever and ever. And maybe we'll do a part two at some point if you're open for it, dude.
0: Oh yeah, I'm down. This
1: is something that I could even see on a stage at some point because the conversation just back and forth and the sparring, dude, I think can lift up so many people. You know, so let's that. let's keep that in mind. I want to keep that in mind. But man, <laughs> there's a, I always try to leave one thing with with everybody that's listening, you know, in case they're having trouble extracting because there's some that shows that, you know, there's just all over the place today. It was more like a fire hose of good, of good motivation and inspiration, man. If there's one thing that you wanted everyone to walk away with today, what would that be?
0: Yeah. You know, there's, and and first off, everybody listening, thank you for, for, for sticking with us this long and, you know, and and not being distracted hopefully. And uh, this, this, this mindset with some tools I'm about to give you will take your life from where you're at to where you want to go. And and that's simple. Do not allow circumstances to dictate your habits because your habits will create your future. I'll repeat that. Do not allow circumstances to dictate your habits because your habits create your future. And I'll dive a little bit deeper on on, on what I mean by that. Look, what's going on in the world right now, there's a lot of circumstances out there, a lot of unknown out there, right? And and even if that stuff wasn't going on, All these circumstances that keep coming into our life right this quote-unquote inconvenience when it shows up that will shine a light into your commitments when that shows up it'll show how loyal you are to your commitments and what will help you stay disciplined is not mood if you want to get motivated you find meaning you do not find motivation off of mood so what is the meaning behind you? why you do everything, right? Why do you wake up at five o'clock in the morning? Why do you say your gratitude list? Why do you put it into work? Why do you work out for 45 minutes a day? If you put meaning behind your mundane, things that you do every day, those habits that could become mundane, I get it. No matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the outside world is happening, if you control what you can control, which is what you do on a daily basis, your future, will be exactly what you want it to be. It's in those moments that you're trying to find motivation off of mood that your destiny is shaped. Find motivation off your meaning. And everybody that wants to stay consistent, it's simple, it's simple. Without a strong why, your consistency will die. Without a strong why, your consistency will die. So when you wake up, and if you, you, you need to activate a strong why, find it. Sometimes for me, Rick, it's just putting my fingers on my wrist and feeling a pulse and being like, somebody yeah. doesn't have the opportunity to say yeah, I no. do. Yeah. Sometimes it's look, like there's people fighting overseas for our freedom so I can go out and create the life that I want to create and I need to do this for them. Right, and, and so for everybody listening, kind of recap it. If you do not, if you do not create a strong why, your consistency will die and realize that in the morning the first two hours of your day they're your most important you should be waking up at a certain time you should be speaking and feeling not just speaking but visualizing gratitude and affirmations you should be doing personal development minimum 30 minutes a day you should get your body moving for 30 minutes a day whatever that looks like 10 minutes of stillness and then going ahead and setting up your day and prioritizing and you do all this, Rick, before you even look at your phone, before you look at your email, because a lot of people out there are trying to get up and then they look at their email or they look at the news, they look at Facebook and yeah, all yeah. that's doing yep. it's creating problems, right? And it's they're looking and they're investigating and they're actually, without realizing it, they are, are, are being obsessed with other people's problems and not with their own solutions. Yeah. And so you got to stop that habit of picking up the phone first thing in the morning to start scrolling or whatever it is. So if you want to create the future that you want, realize that your circumstances cannot dictate your habits because your habits are the things that dictate your future. Last thing I'll tell you, life is nothing but the sum of the choices we make, right? How do I make better choices, John? You ask better questions, Yeah. You get better results. Here's one question that I ask myself on a daily basis, whenever faced up against a decision that I need to make, I ask, does this get me closer to my goal or further away? And why is that important? The reason why I add, why is that important? Because we will lie to ourselves. Rick, you're the biggest liar you know. I'm the biggest liar I know, right? We are the biggest liars we know. We will justify until we're blue in the face. So when I say, does this get me closer or further away? If I say it gets me closer, I have to follow up with the vulnerable question of why it's important. Because if not, I will say, it'll get me closer. But I'll do this tomorrow. But I gotta do this. Yeah. So I don't leave space. I don't leave space for that. I don't leave space right for the old version, yeah. the old yeah. excuses to come in and rob me of my new version. Right so on. stop like negotiating.
1: out fat clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's
0: it. So, so guys, stop negotiating with the old version of you. Right? Stop negotiating with the old version of you because it does not align with what you're trying to create.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Thank you. That's a, where can everyone find you? You know, can we, we tell everyone who's listening just how to, cause everyone needs to follow you, everybody. Thank you. I appreciate world. it,
0: man. Yeah. And, and thank you for, for the opportunity, Rick. I, re, I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, being able to share my message and my story yeah. means a lot to me, um, but you guys could find me on a few ways. So on any social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at real john marone at real john marone and it's m-a-r-r-o-n-e um you can check out my podcast power of progression yep. where i have amazing guests on i do solo shows and we give actionable tools to be better today than they were yesterday and lastly if you're looking uh for coaching or, sp- or speaker for one of your events um and you feel like there might be a good fit just go to johnmarone.com and you can go ahead and see everything you need there and shoot me a message Awesome, man. Awesome,
1: dude. Thanks for being on. I'm really grateful, dude, because it, it, the vulnerability that we had today was just, on both sides was just incredible. Uh, I think it helps us become more relatable too in those aspects.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, being being imperfect is is, is perfect, right? Being imperfect, showing our flaws. Uh, people don't realize that imperfection creates impact and influence. Everyone sees
1: the Instagram feeds. Everyone that's following you now off of this is going to see your Instagram feed. like, Oh my gosh, this is like the perfect life, you know? But no, this is (laughs) the, the vulnerability and the troubles that we go through. The fire that burns us is really who creates us. Man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.